Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney and founder of IRA Financial. On today's podcast, I'm going to go through three really good questions. Two from clients and one from YouTube. And I think you'll enjoy it. It's a really good selection of questions. Um, And just want to encourage everyone to keep sending in questions. I have a really really good queue of questions and you can send them to info at irafinancial.com. You can just hit us up on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, IRA Financial, and send us your questions. You don't even have to be a client. Happy to answer your questions because the great thing is we learn from each other. I learn from your questions and hopefully you can pick up a few things on uh, these really, really, um, I think very uh, important and Really good question. So without further ado, let's start. First question is from YouTube. And the questions could be anonymous. You don't have to put your name if you don't want to. This person wants to know, can I put livestock in a self-directed IRA? So the quick answer is yes. Why? Because there's only three things you can't do with an IRA. The IRS doesn't say exactly what you can do. It only describes what you can't do. And the three things are as follows. Can't buy life insurance. Livestock's not life insurance. Can't buy collectibles. Well, livestock should not be collectibles, assuming you're not buying you know, some type of racehorse. And then thirdly, you can't engage in any transaction with a disqualified person. So your IRA cannot transact with you personally, your lineal descendants, your parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons, 50% or more. So assuming you're not buying livestock from a lineal descendant yourself or entity controlled by such persons, you can do it. So yes, you can buy livestock in your IRA. Uh, I wouldn't suggest managing that livestock on your own, um, whatever that entails. Again, I'm from you know New York, so I, I don't really have a lot of experience with livestock, but I have a lot of clients that have invested in livestock um, in their retirement account. They've had a third party kind of you know manage that process. One other thing to remember is if you're selling the livestock, that could be deemed inventory. You have a thousand calves, cattle, um, and you're selling them. That could look a lot like inventory, which could potentially be deemed ordinary income, subject to the um, you know unrelated business tax income tax, because it could look a lot like you're selling inventory, which can be deemed a business under your IRA. Yes, you can block it by using the C corp, but it could be subject to UBIT. Or what some of my clients do is they'll rent the property out to a rancher, let's say, who will then um, you know, graze the livestock, graze the field, and then they'll just pay a flat rental real estate fee for that land. And then the farmer or the, the uh, rancher can you know, take the profit. So if you can somehow manage this where you can try to estimate what the monthly um, you know, profit you think will you'll take from this process from this transaction, just have that person uh, send you those fo- those funds as part of a rental agreement. 
the rental agreement would be exempted from UBTI, so it wouldn't be subject to ordinary income tax, it would be tax deferred back into the IRA. Whereas if you sell the, the uh, underlying livestock, um, depending on what you're doing with it, could be deemed uh, a business and potentially subject to the UBIT tax. Can't say it would be, but that's something that potentially could open the door to an argument that um, the sale of the livestock is akin to you know, uh, selling shoes at Foot Locker inventory versus something that's more passive. So just something to be aware of if you are looking to buy livestock in your IRA. But short answer is yes, you can do it. Second question is from Eric C. of Las Vegas, Nevada. Eric wants to know, I have to take RMDs this year for my IRA. Any way to limit how much I have to take? Well, it's a great question, Eric, and probably going to do a blog or another video on this. But um, the first item you need to consider is NOLs. If you have losses from other business sources, losses that will pass through to your 1040, then obviously they will absorb any tax you'll have to pay on other income, including requirement and distributions, right? So let's say you have a $100,000 NOL net operating loss from a prior year that you can carry forward. Now, let's say you made 80,000 bucks in income and adjusted gross income, uh, include, that includes requirement and distributions you have to take. That $100,000 loss could offset any income, that $80,000 of income in that example, and you'd have no taxes on the RMD. So that's one way to do it. Another way is you can donate it to charity. You have up to $100,000 where you can donate up to $100,000 of IRA funds once you're over the RMD age and then use that to cover the RMD. So let's say your RMD amount was 20 grand, you can donate the 20 grand from your IRA. You won't get a deduction, but you won't have to take it into income. So that's a nice little nifty trick that some people use. The other way is if you can try to get a discounted value of the underlying IRA asset. So let's say it's a piece of land and maybe you bought for 60 grand, maybe it's only worth 30 now. So you may not be able to eliminate the tax on RMD, but hopefully you can reduce it. So great question, Eric. Uh, appreciate it. And I, I'm probably doing a blog and or a video on that on this topic because it's a really good question. Third and final question of today's podcast from Terry W. of Jackson, Wyoming. Terry wants to know, does a Roth conversion impact my social security payment? So another great question that I'm certainly going to do a video, um, definitely a blog on as well. So when it comes to social security benefits, they're based on the earnings on which you pay social security payroll taxes. So obviously the higher the earnings, um, the higher the benefits. The good news is when you do a conversion, that's not subject to social security payroll taxes. So the amount you convert will not be subject to the social security benefits and it won't, um, won't increase the amount you uh, would get as social security. Now, if you're talking about other type of benefits like uh, Medicaid, or welfare, um, that's a different story, okay? So from a social security standpoint, your Roth conversion is not treated as earned income. And essentially you um, won't get that benefit of the tax paid. Um, so it won't increase the amount you'll get uh, potentially a social security payment because it's not deemed earned income, which is subject to social security. Now, could a Roth conversion increase your income and impact maybe other um, you know, social programs you're uh, entitled to, like welfare, um, it could um, potentially. So it's something you want to uh, potentially you know, talk to a tax professional about um, because um, 
depending on how much income you have, it could impact your ability to get welfare, other uh, Medicaid uh, type programs. So that's something, um, and some of it's state specific. So I don't want to give a general answer, but I would say look into that. But from a social security standpoint, um, it doesn't count for social security benefits, um, but that's the bad side. The good side is you don't pay social security payroll taxes on um, conversion. So that, that's the benefit of that. So thank you, Terry, uh, for that question. And that wraps up another episode of Ad Mail, which is in the bag. So thank you everyone for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, really appreciate it. Do not forget to subscribe. It's a great channel where we produce three to four videos a week, a YouTube live, which drops every Wednesday. Although sometimes I, I change the dates depending on the schedule. So if you subscribe, you'll, you'll get notified when I get live and um, you should check it out. Also, all three podcasts, Ad Bits, Ad Talks, and Ad Mail, which you're listening to right now or watching, which drops every Thursday. You can check it out also on YouTube or wherever you pick up your podcast. So thanks again for spending some time with me today. Really, really, really appreciate it and uh, have a great one. Take care.